Welcome to Sex, Lies, and the Truth, a podcast devoted to the stories of people discovering biological family they didn't know about, digging for the truth, and learning who they really are. I'm Jody Klugman-Rab, a licensed marriage and family therapist with my own DNA story. My name is Christina Fitzgibbons. I'm a genetic and investigative genealogist. Today we are on the phone with Katie, a woman discovering her biological parentage through a surprise DNA test. Uh, Katie joins us from the East Coast. Hi, thank you for having me. We um, have not had a remote um, guest before, so we are um, really thankful that you have agreed to participate and we're really looking forward to hearing your story and I really believe that there will be a lot of people who hear and relate to what you have to say so uh, I for one really appreciate it and I'm so glad that we are getting to talk with you. So Katie why don't you start out by telling us how you came into contact with me. Because we don't know each other personally. Yeah, yeah. So um, since discovering my my NP status two years ago, I'm constantly online looking for any resources or anybody that would, you know, share the similar experience that I had. And I'm just Googling keywords, and I one day I just happened to type in, like, non-paternity or, like, you know, biological parent, like, not mine, that kind of thing. And you, you popped right up on Google, and I saw your website, and then, um, you know, I saw that you had experienced, like, something similar, and that you do a podcast, and it was just, like, I couldn't wait to reach out to you, because I'm just trying to either put the word out, or, you know, just see if anybody would ever understand, like, what I've been through, because it's not that easy to find people who, you know, have the same experience. So, NPE is short for non-paternal event, or in some cases, I've heard a new version of not parent expected. So it refers to not knowing your paternal um, biological genealogy. Sometimes you discover this through adoption. Sometimes you discover it like we did through surprise DNA tests that we thought we were taking for fun and ended up changing our lives. I've changed the name because I don't like the, the cold um, implication of us as humans being events. And I changed it to parental identity discovery to help make it a little bit more uh, softer uh, and convey the meaning of, of the experience in a, in a broader way. So then why don't you explain now what led you to take a test? So actually, it's, it's kind of a little bit of a long story. kind of... You know, I'm, so I'm 27, and since I was three years old, about three or four years old, I was always asking specifically my dad, like, who I look like in my family. So it's been a question that I've constantly bugged him with since I was a little girl. And um, what happened was, is I went over to his house one day, it was 4th of July, and um, two years ago, and Jack Nicholson was on TV, and my dad started to tell me a funny story that he thinks that Jack Nicholson is my grandfather's half-brother because they grew up around the same area and Jack Nicholson never knew who his biological father was. 
So that was his opening line, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Um, what an then, opening line. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, cool, Dad, nice story. But and, then that opened up to me. And did you happen to know at that time, well, how old were you at that time? Uh, 25. And did you happen to know the story of Jack Nicholson's, um, also his maternal issue? Um, my, my dad gave me like this quick snapshot that my great grandfather might've been in a relationship with her, but I didn't really go into it too much. Okay. So... So this yeah, is news to me. Yeah, did you know that um, Jack Nicholson's mother is actually he was she was he was raised believing that his grandmother was his mother and his sister is actually his biological mother. He she was a young mother. Yeah, I, okay. So the woman that was raised yeah. to be his sister in his mind was his, his mother. Is actually his mother. Yes. I had no idea. A lot of people did not know that. Okay, well, that's going on the website. No, I know. See, I know. you're like, yeah, that's a good one. All right. It's <laughs> super interesting. It is really interesting, and it's not uncommon. So, um, And I love right. that you're, he's using that as an, an example and all that stuff. So, all right, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> See, it happens yeah, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, they look so alike, and it, it's just been like this family inside joke. And I was like, okay. And then I said, like, well, wait, like, I'm still, I still don't understand who I look like. He said, Dad, like, I'm really having a hard time placing specifically, like, my chin and my jawline. Like, I was getting down to, like, really analyzing myself. Yeah, you were. And then he just kind of looks at me and he's like, well, what if, what if I wasn't really your dad? And I kind of looked at him like, what are you talking about? Like, this is a joke. I actually laughed it off. And I was like, well, then who is it? <laughs> right. I totally understand that and, nervous uh, laughter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he gave me a specific name of somebody that I actually had known to be a family friend. And at that point, I realized that this wasn't a joke. And I kind of had like this really intense adrenaline rush. I like felt like I hopped across the room, like get out of here type thing. And then I kind of realized like, we we have to find this out. Like it was, it was just, um, you know, I started to cry, and then my dad started to cry, and I realized that he was being completely serious. What were the specifics with regard to why, you know, they did not share this information with you? My parents separated when I was really young. They were never married, but um, my dad told me that he had a hunch um, since, since my mom got pregnant. And then once I was born and I really, you know, when I started to grow up a little bit, he's like, this, you know, she's definitely not mine. She looks nothing like me. But my dad, he said, he was like, I was so afraid that if I brought it to court or something like that, your mom would take you from me. So I couldn't, I couldn't risk that. I had to wait until you were old enough to find out the truth. Wow. wow. Way for dad to step up yeah. and be like, she's mine either way and it doesn't really matter. Was that the feeling? Yeah, my dad, my best friend. <laughs> Yeah. Once you became an adult, once you were 18, was there a point where he wanted to share this with you but still couldn't figure out how to? I I don't I actually never asked him that, but I don't think so. I think the reason why he was so prompted to tell me was cuz I was actually I think this was 6 months before I got married. Um or before like we really started planning our wedding. I can't remember exactly, hmm. but I was telling my dad about like wanting to plan my wedding, wanting to have kids one day, and I think that's what triggered it because he felt like, 
well, wait, if you want to have a family, then you need to know what your, your biological, right. like, your history is. Right. that's unfair to you and to your kids. Right. And man. I think that's what... Yeah. Oh yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and it's and well, and it's interesting too because um, you know I, I I think once people become an adult that these things should be clear. But I will give it to yeah. them because I really think when people get married and start thinking about having children, um, it's critical for them to know um, the information. Yes, so. and what I'm hearing is at least the first time in the stories that I've heard is a parent stepping up and giving the information before it's found out and they're confronted with it. That's the first time right. I've heard that. What a what a nice change. What a refreshing change. <laughs> what about mom? Did she know? Did she purposefully lie? What was her side of the story here? So what happened was when she told me that I was I had to go to work like an hour later and I'm like, really? <laughs> like I, I was a shock. I'm surprised that he let me even drive my car. I went to Walgreens and I bought one of those store DNA tests. I brought it back to him the next day and I was like, are you sure you want to do this? And we both agreed that we wanted to do it. Of course. Um, so we took the DNA test. We got the results maybe three days later because I overnighted it and oh, yeah. you know, I wanted to get it back as soon as possible. Then um, it was like a Thursday night when we found out and then the next morning we showed up at my mom's house Wow. And had your had your mom and your dad discussed this possibility? No. Never. So he had a Not feeling a, my dad never wow. opened up. He so, opened up to one okay. person. So he which was his girlfriend okay. at the time. So he believed <laughs> that it was possible you weren't his child and he never questioned your mom about it. Because he was yeah, afraid because, mom would take her away. Oh that's right, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um and even when you were an adult he still didn't. Wow. Okay. All right. I want to hear mom's yes. side of the story. How did she handle it when you brought it up to her? Um, it wasn't good. It was, I kind of held like a family meeting. I had her longtime boyfriend there, like just because I, my parents don't care long. So I was really worried that mm-hmm. my dad was going to like act out of anger in some way. Right. Um, and it was going to get to like, an arc- it was just scary. So basically what happened was I had put the DNA results on the table and I kind of very casually slid it across the table and I asked her to read it. I can completely Um, visualize that. I know, me too. Fantastic. Yeah, it was intense. It was like a drama. I think the CSI music should yeah, be exactly. in the background, right? <laughs> you know, there are people who, believe it or not, would never have the guts to do what you did because they're afraid, they're afraid to um, confront a parent. It's terrifying. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine, you know, I know people that just were like, I haven't even asked her about it. Just, just because it's, it's just, there's such an explosion of emotions on so many sides that, um, they, they just never end up doing it. But so you slid it across the table to her. I did. So just, just a little backstory. My mom and I don't get along very well. So that's, Go figure. I yeah. I had Shocking. no problem kind of sticking it to her in a way. Right. I was angry. I'm still angry. Right. <laughs> I love the way you phrased that. That's great. Well, you were advocating for yourself too. So that's, I mean, yeah. as much as you were like, you know, I was angry at her, so I was ready to stick it to her. You know, you, you were ready for her to answer your questions. So, yeah. so what she, I said, 
you know, what does it say, Mom? Like, I was very cold, very stern, and uh, which is not like me at all, by the way. <laughs> and Mom was like, oh, it says that Daddy's not your father. I'm like, yeah, so you have some explaining to do. I want answers. Nice. And almost immediately, she goes, uh, oh, it's, it's Joe from the shore. Just like that. Very, very nonchalant, very casual. Joe and, from the shore? Like Jersey Shore? Yeah. Stop. Yep. Yep. Oh, my God. And, um, (laughs) you know, I was like, okay. So that kind of enraged my dad, just, like, how casual it was of an answer. And she was like, yeah, I don't know his last name. Oh. And then, yeah, like, it really kind of ignited, like, this fire, I think, inside of my dad and inside of me. And we were like, what that? What do you mean you don't don't know his name? Like, and then her story kind of flip-flopped a little bit back and forth to where she was saying, okay, well, we were in a relationship, and it was a one-night stand, and mm-hmm. I never really got a clear answer um, yeah, that Christina, day. Christina and I are over here nodding our heads going, <laughs> yeah, pretty standard. And I had said some choice words to her. Like, I was like, well, this, this is it. Like, that's, that's it for me and you. Like, we're done. I can't have a relationship with you. Like, you've destroyed everything that I you know, have ever loved, like, I really, I really laid it on thick. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I had said to my dad, I was like, look, whatever happens, whether you're still my dad or not, like, I mean, you're always going to be my daddy, like, that's not a question here, but whatever the outcome is, it's going to change things for my mother and I, not for us. Right. So that was made very clear, like, we're okay, you know, we're going to get through this together, but things will change, like, in, in my family, my relationship with my mom. Right. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty hard to not have a relationship change, especially the one with a parent who's being callous about it, withholding the information, whatever. It, it It's going to change it. Some parents who have been dishonest and have made the mistake and who will say, you know what, I, there was no excuse for what I did. I feel horrible. I, you know, I... They they own it. They completely own it. They are, you know, everything about it. And then you have others who aren't ready to uh, take on that guilt, and um, they don't. And that just makes it worse. worse. So let me ask you a question, yeah. Katie. If mom had at that point when you slid the paper in front of her, CSI style, if she had responded with, okay, I knew this day would come. I just didn't know how to bring it up myself. What do you want to know? What difference would that have made? I think it would have made a huge difference because it was it was constant denial. I didn't know. I had no idea. I didn't know. Yeah. You know, like I wouldn't. I didn't even think about this. I had no idea. That's what it was the entire time. And there was like, and I and I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I can't imagine how you're feeling thrown in there every once in a while. But it just wasn't enough for me. If she did respond that way, I would have been like, oh, like, oh my God, like, can you imagine this guilt that she's been carrying around for all these years? Like, right, exactly. I yeah. think, I think, and I, and I do feel that she does have those feelings now. I do, I do feel that way, but, okay. you know, everybody is affected differently. Everyone has their a different role and, and everything like that. So it, it's hard to say, you know, that she can't feel anything, but if she would have been more open to helping me and more understanding of how I felt and that really struggled to be around her for a long time and to talk to her, I feel like it would have changed a lot. Instead, it, if 
felt like it, it created like this resentment, you know, that, that she didn't care about how I felt or she didn't care about what was going on in my life. That's kind of what came out of it. Yeah. So, and before that, you had had a tough relationship with your mom. Yeah. Do, do you, how much, if any, of this do you think played in that like do you think she had some subconscious issues? i don't know like maybe she you know had you had a tough relationship because she knew she had was sort of carrying all of this i don't yeah. know how you have a real relationship with something so big sort of looming you know my, my dad and i talked about that because it was, it was so interesting um you know i was born my mom gave me her last name she refused to give me my dad's last name huh. so yeah yeah, so it's kind of funny because, like, my dad and I started putting some pieces together. Like, yeah, that's a big kind one. Of curious, like, you know, why? Like, what was the reason behind this? You know, and, you know, this makes sense. But I, I think my mom just was always jealous that I was always so close with my dad. And I think that she wanted that relationship, and it just, it, it just didn't happen that way. You know, I mean, like, I love my mom. She's my mom, but... It just, I never had that closeness with her like I did with my right. dad. And I think that was what kind of created yeah. this, like, oh, well, it doesn't matter how we, how, how I treat you because I'm never going to be your dad. I'm never going to be good enough like your dad. Besides, like, you know, when I, even when I met Jody. And she was telling me her story. There were there were, she would say a few things, and I in in my head I would be like red flag, red flag, you know, just because I was like, how do you explain something like a name besides saying that you looked like somebody or didn't look like somebody? Because sometimes people who are not related to people can kind of look like somebody. So right. w- was were these questions to him, or are you questioning who you look like? Part of maybe you knowing instinctively something was off with him? Yes. Yes. So since I can remember, I, I remember telling my dad, like, Dad, I just, I don't fit in with my cousin, with his, he's got nieces and nephews. I'm like, Dad, I just don't fit in. I'm not like them. You know, I would always be, like, attached at the hip because I didn't, you know, I never felt really that comfortable around them. So anytime we would be there, I'd always be with my dad. Like, it would be a problem. Like, I just felt very different from them. So I always right. felt like, eh. I'm just, maybe it's because I'm an only child. Right. Maybe I don't know because I'm a half sibling. I don't know how to interact with them. Right. So there was always that. And then in hindsight, I look back and I'm like, oh my God, I'm the only person on both sides of my family with tight ringlet curls. The only one. Oh my gosh. Oh, well, that kind and of, my mom, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. My uh, mom would say, I don't know where you get it from. I don't know where you get it from. You know, or I would be the only one that would sunburn. Oh, I don't know where you get it from. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> you know, it must, yeah. it must be your Irish skin. I don't know. You know, my mom is Irish, but she, she tans. Like, right. I, I burn the second I step outside. And she's like, oh, it's, it's your Irish skin. You know, like, that would be the excuse. But oh I don't know gosh. where you get it from. Did other people know, but you didn't know? Yes. So every, after every my time, parents separated. I, I tell people this all the time. And again, this is where you and Jody have a lot in common. I said to her, everybody knows about this but you. And I didn't believe her. And it is, in the end, part of the reason why you felt disconnected, because people sort of subconsciously or consciously treat you differently. Yes. After my parents separated, like, I was only, like, three, maybe, like I said, my dad started dating somebody. And she, I grew up with her, they dated for a long time, so I grew up with her as, like, my second mom. And I called her, and I was like, hey, I'm buying a DNA test right now. This is the craziest thing. It's going to be okay, right? Like, I needed somebody to tell me that I was out of my mind. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And she was like, 
she was like, no, honey, like, it's gonna, it's gonna come back that he's not, he's not your biological father. And I'm like, what? Like, the person that I trusted most actually told me, like, you're gonna get the results that you don't want. You know, your dad told me when you were a little girl that he had a feeling you weren't really his biological child, and, and I don't, I don't think that you are. Now, that's a Um, heavy statement, and I, I mean, just as... I'm coming into this story completely fresh and without any previous knowledge. And I am so happy for you that the person you trusted most is the person that gave you that kind of wake up call. Cause it probably meant more coming from her. Yeah. yeah. She was like, I tried to tell you when you were a teenager, but you literally, she was like, I, I said, what if your dad wasn't your dad? And like some weird conversation. And she told me, she's like, it was like, you didn't even hear me. <laughs> she's like, you, you, you completely ignored me and we're talking about something else. So you were not ready to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's she was probably she right. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like, yeah. is she still in your life? She's one of my closest friends. Like they're not together anymore, but she is one of my absolute closest friends. I'm so glad. And is she, has she been an ally for you since you've been dealing with your mom and all of this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's always kind of, you know, been my, my advocate, you know, trying to, help me deal with the relationship you know better and yesterday I was with her and she was like you are more your, your daughter or your, your father than anybody like you guys are like the same person like she kind of just helps me realize that I am like him even though we're not you know related by a lot right. related. So, all right so yeah, I mean you and I have never met and I have never seen any pictures of you I have tight <laughs> ringlet curls as well mine are red and I mm-hmm. stood out like a sore thumb on my dad's side of the family as well, who all had dark hair, save for one cousin who was yeah. blonde. And I felt exactly the same way you did. And yep. it's so... They, they were all strange. dark and I was blonde. Yeah. Oh all right. Gosh. So yeah. did you have any pull to any particular ancestry or, eth- like or an, ethnicity, yeah, ethnicity or, anything or anything that you couldn't explain until you got your DNA test back? Does that make sense? As or a maybe question? it wasn't much different. It like, not Really? I mean, okay. the only thing is, like, I, you know, I, I found out that I'm Italian. Uh, through like your, through, Italian, through your biological, uh, through your biological father. From Joe. Yeah. From Joe from the shore. <laughs> from, from Joe from the shore. You know what? I, I mean, I, I think we just may need to just name the podcast Joe from Joe the shore. Joe from the shore. Maybe that's the name of it tonight. That literally? <laughs> That's and that's it. it. Yeah. That's it. Because there's a lot of Joes from the shore who are going to be like, I wonder oh if my that's God, me. Is it me? <laughs> I use a different name just to protect the... Of course. I look sort of similar to my mom's family, like fair skin, some freckles here and there. Like, right. But I never really, I never would have guessed that I was Italian. So um, can we talk about Joe from the shore? Sure. Have you connected with him? Have you, what is the sort of... <sighs> what's the plan? Or, or, or the lack of so, yeah. the plan originally was to find out who he was. And it gets a little complicated here. So my mom gave me a fake last name, which I did not know was fake. Oh, devious She identified woman. him with a fake last name, which at the time, she just basically gave me something to research. She sent you right. on a wild goose chase. Yeah, she did. She wanted, yeah, she, she was, exactly. yeah, you were, she was getting you off, off the trail. I'm not a fan of your mom's exactly. right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, you're not the only one to say that. <laughs> I, I kept telling her, I'm like, look, I'm not finding anything. I don't, I don't know who this person is. And I reached out to my godmother, who is her, who is her sister, 
name so that they could get to him first. So that they could find him first and give him a heads up because they didn't want me, as they put it, getting disappointed or getting hurt by, by him not wanting to Sounds very familiar. Well, and it was probably not that. It was probably just to cover themselves as long as they could to get the story straight. Yeah, because, right, exactly. Maybe to tell so, him to piss off. If she contacts you, yeah. don't bother returning Yeah, just, it, yeah. she's going to call you. Or here's what I said, and here's what you say. So, okay, so you got thrown off the trail. Yep, and then she, they eventually gave me the name, the last name, the, the true one, apparently. And then my mom offered to call him. Of course. Oh. She knew where he worked. Yeah, and then I said, okay, go ahead, call him. And then, basically, she called me one day. I was at my internship. Like, oh, my God, it was crazy. Oh. Um I was on my internship, she called me, and she's like, yeah, well, you know, I called him, he wants something to do with you. Sorry. Oh, yeah. See, this is, and so, like that, like, yeah. Like, wiping her hands clean, I did what you asked me. Right. This is the result. And I, and, like, I was just devastated. And you and I um, are both mental health professionals, so you were in an internship okay. obtaining your hours mm-hmm. for licensure, and this yeah. was in the middle of your workday where you have to go back and connect with clients. Yep. I call bullshit. Yeah, I know. Well, it's so funny because all of, a lot of these things that I hear are um, similar. So even during Jody's search, I said, don't let your mom know that you know who it is because we've like found him. We know who it is. And if she gets to him first, like you have to be the one that reaches out or connects with this person not her. And you can't go by what this person says at all. Like I was really adamant. I was like, don't let her know. Don't let her know that you know who it is. (laughs) Like let her just like have already done all the work and then come in and be like, you know, say the guy. So say his name. So, um, and that's common too. Evidently. It seems overwhelmingly common among the stories that I'm hearing. She's managing the situation. Your, your story still in, in this story, which you know, I never believe any of those things. That's why I that person has to be removed. Um, her, her has to be removed for, from mm-hmm. trying to, you know, coordinate what is or is not going to happen. So she so she busted out with, he doesn't want anything to do with you. Then what? Well, at first I was like, okay, fine, because I just didn't want to talk to her about it anymore. Mm. Um, and then I was like, wait, like, is this true? Like, is she, you know, is she, did that even did that phone call even really happen? It took me like over a year. Okay. To kind of still go fishing for this person, and then I think I found his niece, who was about my age. His niece. Okay. His niece. Okay. Yeah. And I messaged her on Facebook. Well, what else I is Facebook her. good for? I know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I sent her a picture. I said, "Hey, of of the of her supposed uncle, like." Is this your uncle? Because my mother is telling me that he's my father. I found this out. I, I have no contact with him. I'm just trying to see, you know, if it's true. If somebody in the family can do a DNA test with me. Like, I was just reaching for anything. How bold um, of you, Katie. Oh, I was, like, starving for an answer. I still am. Yeah. You know? Oh. So like, she hasn't responded? Say, like, I, Wait a second. Hold on. She did. We okay. talked for a little while. Oh. Wait. I'm sorry. Um, you have not had confirmation? Of who your father is? No, none. Oh, okay. Would you like some? Um, yeah, that's got to be done quickly. You don't need those people to f- confirm that. Can I do that for you? Yes, I mean, I would, I would love that. Uh, you know what? And that one's on the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, not knowing any of this story, and now it's another year later, 
I am it's taking too long. Yeah. Well, first, I am so sorry that this has happened to you. And I am sorry that you are stuck in this position to rely on other people to tell you your truth. People end up um, where you are and they think the story has ended. Like, I don't really know. And again, with DNA, I don't need any of those people. I don't need her. I don't need anything. I don't even, and, and again, I don't even know that he is your father. Yeah, but, this could be another wild goose chase. Yeah, because with Jody, it was not dad one, two, dad one or two, it was dad three. So, um, <clears throat> since you've done DNA, when we're off this call, I'm going to get your, uh, Start the process. Uh, yeah, we'll start the process. This is, and then, and actually, that's what we'll do. We'll do a little follow up we'll on do this. A um, okay. Because I actually did not know that you you didn't know, I and didn't I I could t- I could hear something in your voice. You did feel like I, I did have this feeling that you were. It's unfinished. It's unfinished. It it really is for for the DNA portion. I say this to people all the time. I'm like, that's the easy part. I can do that. I can whip that out. No problem. It is. Helping people learn to advocate for themselves and stand up and say, like, this is ridiculous. Like, how, how are other people controlling my life? Like, like you have been you've been put in that position. And I can I can tell you that once you have this information, doesn't matter what it is. I'm talking about 100 percent confirmation case closed. You will feel like. A new person. Yeah, because you're in control of You need to drive this train. You need to be like the conductor here and you need to bulldoze through it and let people know that you have it. And I can promise you that I will do it for you and it will change your life. I, I promise you. In a po- more positive in, in way. A gr- in a, doesn't matter what the results are. You will then be able to advocate for other people for anything. Once you've done this. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> let, me, let me back up now that we, we've put all that out there. Have you wanted to find him or were you starting to become okay not knowing? For the first probably year, I felt like I was extremely determined and I had to know because I, I wanted to know if I had siblings. I was like, and, and not only that, like, like I said, I really don't, my face doesn't match anybody in my family. So every time I look in that mirror, I'm curious. I get reminded that I'm different, that I, that I can't place who I, you know, who I look similar to in my family. And that's what destroys me the most. So that's like why I always wanted to find out because I wanted to be like, ah, oh, this makes sense. You want to have this a sense of too. where you belong. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's just. I mean, you know, you're in a in a position where there's something that's really upsetting. I mean, I'm not even you, and I'm. Yeah, we're pretty pissed over here. Right I now. know. I'm like, <laughs> I am not you, and I'm irritated, and I'm, um, like, I have sort of a like a little pit in my stomach because you been have been absolutely fucked right now. And there's our explicit and, rating. And there's and that's and now we're we are rated R, <laughs> but I don't care. Um you have been and you can't go out like you would with any other issue to get the empathy of people because one people don't understand, they don't. And um, it's it is the worst feeling in the world and there's no like training course on how to demand something so big and no and and really in the end the only 
person this is going to matter to really is you. You don't have to do anything with the information, but you also have been sort of stuck in a corner by people around you and have other people are managing your story. Yeah. And owning your story, it's like it's being held hostage. Uh, once once you find out who it is, and I'm 100% confident Christina will because she's got the secret sauce and she knows what she's doing. You don't have to do anything with it if you don't want. You yeah. can just stop with the name. Yeah, you, I'm, they're not going to know. Even if, if, it's, if yeah. it's this guy or anybody else, they're not going to know that you have this confirmation. You will have it, and then you can do Whatever, whatever you want. You want. Yeah, whatever you want with it. I have a feeling we're going to be having a, a follow-up. Follow-up. That's going to be a whole different... And, and maybe yeah. with some siblings. So, and that was the other oh thing... Oh, my I, God. No, this is, that was the other thing I was going to say to you is, and Jody can speak to this, a lot of times when they're going through this, you know, they're really thinking about the parent and I owe, you know, about whether they'll be accepted or not accepted. And I really always try to bring up siblings or cousins or grandparents because maybe a parent's not alive or maybe they are and they're not interested, but there will be paternal relationships that will be in your life. And it can be a periphery person. I don't care if it's a first cousin. I don't care who it is. There is always somebody. The sibling bond is surprising. It's shocking. It's shocking. So in another strange similarity between us, Katie, I'm an only child as well. And with the discovery of my biological father came a biological half-brother that we are so close with now. I don't even know. It's it's overwhelming for me sometimes to describe how it feels. I don't even know what what words to articulate it with. It is a completely different experience that, right, you and I growing up didn't know how to relate to some other family because we were only children. And I, exactly. I, I can very much relate to that statement around my father's nieces and nephews. And this is different. I feel like there was a whole new life started last year when all this came out. Completely different. And the only child is gone. I am completely confident that once you have more information here... Um, it's going to it's going to change your life um, in a, in a really good positive way, and so I'm really I'm really excited about that for you. Me too. It's been um, it's been really really hard. It's I can it, hear that yeah, in I your know. voice. I know. I'm so sorry. How has your being a therapist helped you with this? If if it has at all, maybe it hasn't. I don't know. It's helped me, like, understand, I guess, that, like, uh, like I had said, like, my mom is going through certain things. My dad is going through certain things. Like, it's helped me with the empathy part, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I've, I can't even tell you how many clients I've had <laughs> with similar stories to me. Um, yeah, it's shocking that, up front. I, yeah. Yeah. And that has been hard, but it has also been, like, I, I've been able to offer them that, like, other point of view where it's like you know they can look at all sides of the story and they're like oh my god like I never thought of this I never thought of that like and it's like you know actually I helped one person recently uh, mail a letter to her biological father and it turned out fantastic she has a relationship with him now and she's in her 50s you know and it and she's like I've been wanting to have a relationship with my whole life with him my whole life and you helped me with that and that was like that was it like that was more than what I, I could have ever hoped for for her. 
Oh, that's great. So I think that helps, yeah. Gosh, I'm so excited for you for this next chapter. I am too. And I'm a little pissed, to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What is your relationship like with your mom now? Did you cut her off, or are you still somehow Um, communicating? So the first year uh, after I found out, Basically, like, our whole family, both sides of our, my family found out about this, either through, like, me telling them or my mom telling everybody. Like, pretty much everyone in our immediate family knows now. Okay. And my dad's family had an amazing reaction to this, telling me that they, you know, that they love me, that nothing will ever change, this and that. Like, very supportive. My mom's family had a very hard time reacting to it and felt that, I was not reacting appropriately, that I wasn't thinking about how my mom feels, um, that she would be upset, um, and that because I didn't want to talk to her for a period of time, I was the bad guy. Right. So what happened was um, pretty much everybody cut me out for a solid year. I didn't talk to cousins, aunts, uncles. Um, I got really horrible, threatening messages. Um, from some of my family members stating that, um, uh, like, you know, how dare I ever do that, do, you know, cut my mom out or tell, you know, talk to her not in a very nice way or, um, right. You know, how could you no do idea. this to her? Yeah. Cause it's all about her. Yeah. 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 So for the benefit so, of our listening audience, I think it's essential that people understand it is the mother's story up until the point where you find out. And then ownership of that story changes, and it becomes yours. Yeah, so that happened for a year. And I knew what I had to do to get them back, because I, I missed them terribly. Like, I couldn't take... I missed holidays. I missed birthdays. Oh, nobody invited oh me gosh. over. Um, so because your mom was, held a secret about who your biological father was, they decided, essentially, to excommunicate you from the family. So not hmm. only do you... Yeah lose a sense of family initially, then you really actually do lose the family. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, for that year, I kept it up. I said, you know what? I'm not going to let them get me. I have to, I have to stand my ground on this one because historically any problem that my mother and I had, no matter whose fault it was, I would apologize just to get, get that relationship back. Okay. And I knew that's what she wanted. After about a year, I just, like, I couldn't mentally, I could not take it anymore. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, you were absolutely I, being manipulated by all of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a... Yeah, it was, it was devastating. And yeah. then I said, I'm sorry. I did it. Um, well, good for you. You know, I, I, had to, I had to apologize to everybody multiple times. Oh, God. Oh, I should have reached out to you more. I, I shouldn't have treated her. Like, I really... I did. I apologized. And, um, I felt like I had to, like, otherwise I would never get them back. And I, and I wanted them back. Wow. Okay. So how does it stand now? It took a while. My mom was open to having a relationship with me, but it was very much for a long time. You have no idea how much pain I was in without you. You have no idea. I wanted to hurt myself. I was so depressed. It's not like really laying on the guilt. Yeah, this is like, I this mean, is borderline yeah. personality stuff. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? This is oh, 100%. Oh, the game. It's the, it's the same game. Yeah. Like, you know, woe is yeah. me. There are some universal personality traits present in a lot of these parents. 
uh, and you just described them. It takes a lot of work on both of our ends and me learning to kind of sort of stand up for myself. That's still a very much a work in progress, okay. but, you know, I, I have been seeing her. I spend time with her. However, I actually was just noticing this. I think she's become comfortable again with um, kind of throwing digs at me. Oh. Um, or no, making that. jokes at things, and um, that's got to stop. I'll give you a perfect example. We were out to dinner for my birthday recently. I had had a glass of Merlot, and I don't drink alcohol very much because I'm very sensitive to it. That's um, not typical little, of an Italian. Let me tell you right there. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? So that's exactly what she thought that was an opening. Um, you know, she was like, oh my God, like your face is red, you're getting drunk already, it must be the Italian in you. I know you don't like to hear that, but it's true. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know what, I should have said something, Yeah, I didn't. I, I think there need to be some game game rules here. Some rules of engagement, maybe, that you go over with her about what, what is off limits. I think once you have your information, you're going to naturally um, have a response to her that is... That is going to be different than than that. Yeah, and you may decide yeah. once you get a name from Christina, you may decide not to even bring it up to your mom. You'll have to make that choice because right. once you get uh, the information, the accurate information this time, you're going to basically revisit the whole problem all over again, and she may choose to excommunicate you all over again. Yeah, but you won't feel the way that you feel you felt this last time. You're, you'll feel definitely much more um, empowered. You're going to have to work within the limitations that she's got, and just at least in terms of a relationship with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That that is something I've been working on for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. I can I can sense that frustration. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. All right. What's your relationship like with your dad right now? Like I said, my dad and I. Been best buds since I was since I was a baby. Like we're best friends, <laughs> and we went to we went to family therapy after this happened. That was my call. Um, Good for you. Like any you know, normal therapist her. would request. <laughs> yep, <laughs> we did that, and he, you know, looking back on it, I should have, you know, done some things differently in therapy because he never really actually said how he felt. Oh. He was always concerned about me. Yeah, and he's and it's this has got to be really hard for him too, though. Yeah, I mean, I can yeah. just imagine to watch you go through it, watch yeah. you go through it, and just the stress. It's just such a trauma for him too. Yeah, it, it really is. And um, and I say this strangely, um, I say this a lot, but I've had much more success with the men stepping up much more quickly 
um, in dealing with these situations than the women. Than the mothers? Oh, no question. And a lot of people like sort of discount the dad or the, or the male figure because they think mom and she's the one that gave birth and there's this um, sort of biological connection and, and unconditional bond. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, and a lot of times I'm like, no, you've got to give it a chance with, with the, with the father or the dad or the, you know, the dad who raised you, who's not the dad, because they, for some reason have much more clarity and, mm-hmm. uh, honesty and, and, and mm. are able to get to the truth so much faster. Um, and, oh, and again, yeah. once you have learned for sure your story it will help him a lot too. I, I believe that. Yes, I think so too. Because so many times he said, "Like it's not fair. It's not fair. Like you know, for this is your life. Like for people to give you the runaround like this. Like you can't trust anybody in her side of the family. Like he, right. you know, he has one hundred percent been you know on the same side as me. And then I, you know, there's there's times where I think in a way it's like. I could have stopped the DNA test. He, you know, like, I should have just accepted that um, it doesn't matter what the results are. My dad's my dad. Like, so sometimes I go through, like, this, oh, my God, like, did I make this happen? Like, it, and I know that's not right. Good, it's not right, yeah. Good for you. This cognitive distortion that I have of, like. That's a great (laughs) term. And he, and he is always there with me for the ride. Like, even though, like, his child is questioning his love for me. Like, I can't imagine that part. I have had clients. Yes. And I have had clients who in our position immediately go to, I don't deserve this place in the family anymore. I feel like an imposter. I can't possibly Mm -hmm. expect the same sort of status in the family to continue. And that's another cognitive distortion because This is such a screwy situation. It completely warps your sense of identity and what you should or should expect, should or should not expect. So it, I think it's a very, very common experience in this phenomenon. You are not alone with that. Thank you. <laughs> if you had one message to give to the other parental identifiers out there like us, what would it be? And you to not give up. Yeah, good. That's it. You know, to not give up. To look for support. Because um, I know that there's a lot of shame that people feel, um, you know, because think about it. Like, a lot of times we're created out of, like, infidelity or something like that. Right. And a lot of people, I feel like, go through a lot of shame in that. Like, oh, my God. Like, was I ever wanted? Was this a mistake? Like, that kind of thing I feel like happens. And, you know, it's just seek out support because you'll find people that will help. Like it took me two years to find you guys. But <laughs> well, and it's so yeah. funny because that, sh- that, that shame is not even yours. Right. Like right. that's, that's intergenerational. the thing too. Like yeah. even if, you know, there are a lot of people who think about what it means to be the child of infidelity and like, that is not your yeah. fault. Well, Katie, thank you for taking the time today. I really appreciate you sharing your story and, showing us the vulnerable side of this uh, and exposing the really challenging parts of dealing with known family and all the rejection that can come from that, which you experienced. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. You, you know, it, it's, it's been a journey, but you know, I feel like this was just uh, exactly what I needed to do. We 
We hoped you liked this episode, and if you did, please give it a five-star review on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. If you want to get in touch with Christina or me, you can find us at sexliesandthetruth.com. I'm Jody Klugman Rab. Thanks for listening. If you are a fan of Sex Lies and the Truth and want to support us, you can do that through Patreon. Patreon is a really cool platform where fans of shows like ours can pledge a small amount each month, even just a few dollars, to support the show. You can find us there at www.patreon.com forward slash sex lies and the truth.